When I enrolled my own children in a K-12 school, I took on a different role. I took on the role of learning coach. A learning coach is the responsible adult in the home who will play an active and important role in my child's education. As a learning coach, I learn to provide academic support, um, motivate, guide my child, ensure that the child was on track with assignments and coursework, and perhaps most importantly, to work hand-in-hand with the teacher assigned to my daughters. This way, we could make sure that there was a personalized education experience for the kids. And it was a challenging role. I tell people sometimes it was the hardest thing I ever did. But I also tell them that it was the most rewarding, and I don't regret a minute of it. Today, we're going to talk to Corey Munson, a learning coach with four children who have gone through the ranks from kindergarten, and their last one is now in high school. It's interesting to be able to discuss what things had to change in her family to have education take place in her home successfully. So let's learn about the role of a learning coach. From homes like yours, this is K-12 on Learning. Here we discuss the K-12 online learning experience. We talk online schools, the challenges and strengths of online learning, and explore everything from kindergarten to career readiness in high school. There's a lot to talk about these days when it comes to online schools and learning from home. I'm Heidi Higgins. I've experienced the K-12 online world for nearly 20 years. I've seen it work in my home with my own children and now with my grandchildren. I would like to help you see how it can work for you. Welcome to K-12 on Learning. Corey Monson is joining me today. Corey's been a learning coach for, for several years, and I've invited her here to talk about some of the experiences she's had. Corey, will you introduce yourself to us? Sure. My name's Corey Munson, and I have been a learning coach for many years. I think we're going at the end of the school year. I think it's been 18 years. I have four children, and the three oldest graduated from the Idaho Virtual Academy and schooled almost exclusively with that virtual school. And then I have a younger son, and he will be going into high school. So in your 18 years as a learning coach, can you tell us, first of all, why, why you decided to try virtual schooling or schooling online? Back when my oldest was in second grade, I just noticed that for the amount of time she was at, at the neighborhood school, there wasn't a lot of learning happening. And so I started looking at homeschool options and I brought her home and we homeschooled for a couple of years. And during that time, I found K-12's history and science curriculum and we loved it. And so we'd been using that for a couple of years. And then the Idaho Virtual Academy started in our state. And so I I was familiar with the curriculum for those two programs. And so I learned more about the philosophy and did my research, talked to teachers, looked at the curriculum and decided that was something that we, we really wanted to try. It sounds like you did a lot of research before you made the decision and we're very familiar with K-12. Now, K-12 is the curriculum provider for the Idaho Virtual Academy and provides curriculum to many of the states and the schools that are, that are around the country. Was your experience with the curriculum different with the other subjects? 
what's it different? It's different. Of course, math is not as, as thrilling as science and history. And so we started math and then the English program, the English language arts, and they were very, they were very thorough. And we took the time to get to, to know all the different pieces. We had the support of a teacher that helped us if we had any trouble. And so we had, we did have a good experience with all, all subjects. What was your experience and was it different with each of the children? Yes. <laughs> all, of, all of my children are, are different. My oldest, she just made everything look easy. And so she tells me it wasn't easy and I know that she put the work in, but it just, it looked easy. It looked like things came easily to her. And so, I mean, it was fairly smooth sailing. And then with my second daughter, she made everything look hard. <laughs> everything was hard. And she's a great student, but she she put the time and effort and so did I into, into learning and to her succeeding and understanding the material. And so I learned, I learned probably the most educating her because we had to slow things down, look at things differently. Sometimes I had to ask for help from the teacher to get some supplemental materials so that we could understand it was, it was math we were working with the most. And so it was a different experience with her. My third child, he's a boy and Again, I thought we were a well-oiled machine going forward. And so I remember he's a 10th grader. So he's been doing, he's, we've been doing this his whole life. I mean, he's been doing this for 10 years, online schooling. And uh, so he's a 10th grader in math. And one day in November, I get a phone call from his math teacher and I shouldn't admit this, but she said to me that he hadn't done one assignment and I think it was geometry. He hadn't done one thing and I was absolutely speechless and embarrassed. And this was back when it's not like that now, but the, your emails came to the online school and so it was not as convenient as it is now where it will come to your normal email program or to your phone so you had to go in and, and look at the emails so that's my only excuse but I I blew it that semester I blew it as a as a learning coach I take responsibility for that and I share that because I want others to not make that same mistake that even when you think it's going really smooth and when you ask, hey, how's math going? Or did you get that done? And you get a yes answer. I stopped asking yes, no answers. I now ask, okay, what section are you on? And, and what, just I ask what section he's on. And then I go into the online school and I look. And I'm not, well, my youngest now, he says to me, Do you, don't you trust me? And I'm like, I absolutely trust you, but I've agreed to to be a learning coach and it's my job to check on these things. It has nothing to do with trust. And so I learned my lesson that you, it's my job. It's my job to see how, how my student's progressing. And so that's been a good lesson for me. And I, I feel like it's been smoother with my last student too, that we just have a routine of, of checking in and I see where he's at and if he's having any problems and we, we work through it. It's interesting that you mention kind of losing track when a family is traditionally schooled 
we let them walk out the door, they go to class, and we often don't know what they're doing. And we don't know what they're um, keeping up with. And what, what was the grade of this student when you lost track of him for a minute? He was probably a 10th grader. Oh, that's right. That's right. You said 10th grade. And as a 10th grader, you know, in high school, they're pretty independent in our, in our program and all others. So uh, I certainly understand it. And with my own children, I've, I've been in that route before. It's interesting that now there are some cautions put into place. So that doesn't happen as, as I know. <laughs> <My goodness. laughs> exactly. I know that wouldn't happen now, but it happened then. So it, it can. So, so one of the challenges you face as a learning coach or a parent, a responsible adult in charge of the education as it comes to your home is making sure the student is doing the work. What are some other challenges? With each student, you have to find out how they like to learn and, and what their learning style is. My oldest wanted, when she was in her teens, she wanted to do schoolwork in the afternoon and at night. And that was a switch for our family. And it was a switch for me. And it made me a little crazy because that's not the way I work. But I had to learn to adjust to the way that she was learning the best. And as long as she was getting her schoolwork done during the day and it wasn't causing any other problems for the family, that that was fine. If that's if that's how she does best, then let's let's look at her learning style and, and help her to succeed that way. If there's subjects that are tough for them, we just have to, again, find resources and, and help them. I think I remember with my with one of my daughters in math, as I talked about that. I mean, I just remember one semester, she cried a lot, I cried a lot, and we had to learn that just work through the material, not get so frustrated or wrapped up in it, and then ask for help when we need it. So that's that's been a challenge that we worked through. Let's talk about teacher interaction. How did the teachers support you and the school itself? Teachers, I... I have had really positive experiences over the years. And recently, I mean, this is my freshest experience in the last two years, is if things are going smoothly, I don't I don't have a lot of interaction with the teacher. My student does, but I can overhear interactions and then I'm copied on all the emails that go back and forth between the student and the teacher. So I know what's what's going on there. But I have been so pleased and blown away with the support of these this last two years, uh, the math teachers at our school, the time they have taken to explain things to my student. If they have a question, they'll have little, they'll have office hours if, if the student needs more help. I don't know how they do it because I know they have a lot of students, but they've made a personal connection with my student. And I, I appreciate that. And I, I, I do, I try to go out of my way to, to let them know how much I do appreciate it because it can make all the difference. And we, we have amazing teachers and then sometimes we just have, you know, teachers. And I think it's a good lesson for students, for children to learn that everybody's different and it's different personalities. And we all just learn to accept that other person for the way they teach or how they present the material. And, and that's okay. We, we're going to, we're going to face that our whole life. So that's a really good point. I re- I recall 
having teachers that, for my children that they grew very close to, even though they were online teachers. And some, there was very little relationship, but the communication was always there. Right. And, and I'm grateful. My student was, is, is a sweet memory. She was doing, I feel like, a, I don't know what class it was, but for some reason she was making chocolates. And so she really wanted to send them to some of the teachers and, and she was a high schooler. So, I mean, it was quality control, I guess, but she actually <laughs> mailed them or I think we took them down to the school and it was, it was just sweet. Cause there, there are personal relationships that form with, with teachers and even with administration. There really are. I remember one of our teachers retired and my children just sobbed. She was, uh, that teacher was part of our family, showed up at all their wedding receptions too. So, you know, <laughs> they become, it's a different situation. The teacher gets to know the family, not just the individual student. Right. So, and uh, I have a soft spot in my, for our registrar of our school because there's just sometimes you need information and she has been there. She's been there a long time and I know I can count on her for help. And I, I just really appreciate the support that they offered us. That's great to remember that in schools, there are, there's a whole staff in addition to just teachers. You know, there's principals and the head of school. And you know who I relied on a lot? <laughs> the person who answers the phone, the right. receptionist. <laughs> when I couldn't find my place, uh, my way to a testing center, I'd give her a call. And um, I was always steered in the right direction. It was just very helpful. So that's, that's a good thing to remember. What, what role did your husband play? in schooling the children at home? He didn't really, he didn't really play a big role in the schooling. I appreciated that he worked for our family and I was able to, to be able to support the kids and be at home and school with them. But my husband really supported me in the decision to do it. And he helped with all the other things around the house. And we both had to lower our standards for house cleaning and I mean there's only so much things so many things you can get done during the day and he's just I mean he's been a good support for the kids and for me if I needed a break and I appreciate all that he's done for our for the kids education too. It takes teamwork no matter how involved because there's all sorts of behind the scenes work that takes place in a home so that's that's good to know. We, one of the first questions I get asked when we talk about online schooling is socialization. How do children become social, learn socialization? What was your experience with your children? As the parent, I had to create ways for them to be with other kids. And sometimes we have to do that. We can't rely on, on other people. We have to start things up. Or I was actually became a 4-H leader. And we had a 4-H group meeting. Cool. And they got to meet some really good friends through that. And 4-H is an amazing program. But I also loved that they would work on these projects and then it would culminate in the fair that fall or that summer. And so we were just around a lot of kids with 4-H. We also participated in learning co-ops when we could and just meeting with friends across the valley where we live. We tend to church where the kids are in youth groups and so they get to interact with kids there. And also they've all 
And I think my youngest is even planning to. They've all volunteered at our local hospital. In their teen years, they were able to socialize with adults and the elderly and children. And so that volunteering experience was was really good for them. That's a great way. You mentioned co-ops. And just in case someone's listening and doesn't know what a co-op is, it's usually a parent-created opportunity to get together and share education with students. Where you live, there's, there was a great one at, at one time, I recall. And there are throughout the country opportunities. And, and I love the word that you said. You said you created opportunities. And I think that that is one really nice gift we have when we have our children at home is we get to create experiences that will be in a safe environment and uh, something that we can have a say in. Sometimes socialization at a, at a traditional, the traditional way is a little bit more challenging. So thank you for sharing some insights on that. Corey, what did you give up to do this? I had a whole five-year plan for when my uh, young, for, at the time, my youngest son was going to go to kindergarten. So we have the three kids and then there's quite a gap before our, for our youngest now. But when my third child, when he went to kindergarten, I had a whole plan. I was going to go back to school, work on my higher degree. And I had all kinds of dreams and that changed. It changed when, when I saw the opportunity to educate the kids and at the same time educate myself, I realized there were other things I could be doing. And we actually, we didn't give anything up to do this. We started a family business. I started selling books back on eBay when nobody knew what eBay was. So at the very beginning, and then that built into a family business of, of selling books and then later moved into another like little store online. And so the kids were able to have that experience, seeing how a business worked and being able to help with that. So that was, we gained that kind of entrepreneur knowledge and experience and hard work. And we also gained a lot of family time together. So. Well, that's a great experience. You know, the the more family time, the the closer the family gets. And opportunities. I, I love the fact that you started businesses and your children were experienced with that. Where are your children now? Describe where they're at. My two oldest daughters have graduated from college and they both actually are nurses. So they have finished and are are working away at that. My third child, my son has just, he's, I think he's about a year and a half into college and the kids were, were very prepared for college and they're quite independent. And I think they learned that from taking that ownership of, of their education. And so that transfer to, to going to college wasn't wasn't that difficult for them, so I'm grateful for that. I wish they were going to school in the same <laughs> city where I am, but <laughs> they're not. And then my I currently my youngest is headed into high school, so it's exciting. Yeah, I, sometimes I wish we could control what they <laughs> what mm-hmm. they choose to do, but what an opportunity to prepare them. They've become successful in their own right, and. And the cool thing, Corey, is that it was at your hand, and I've, uh, I found that to be rewarding. What's the, the most rewarding thing that has come from having your children at home? I 
think it's the strong family relationships we have. I think it's my relationships with them that we can go through hard things. We can go through happy things. We can be frustrated with each other one day and or one hour and then get over it. It's just working through those those hard times, those easy times, enjoying the good times. I think it's just growing together as a family and strengthening those bonds. And the kids have a a good foundation, both academically and with each other. Beautiful. Thank you for that. What kind of time did it take to school at home every day? I think that really depends on the student and their age. When the kids were younger, if we, you know, this it's probably my personality. I like to get right to things and get them going. And so, if we got right to to our schoolwork and kept things moving along, then you know we were done by late lunchtime. As they got older and into more classes and school schoolwork, it it takes the takes the time of a school day. But what I definitely noticed is that they could get their work done during the day they and not have to have homework at night. And so that I appreciated. And I remember, I mean, at four o'clock in the afternoon would be driving to the store or somewhere and you see the neighborhood school bus riding coming home. And it just, it really dawned on me how long those days are. And I appreciated how much that we could get done at home in less time. That is a surprising part of schooling at home and online. That's, that's wonderful. Thank you. Would your children recommend the lifestyle they grew up with? Uh, <laughs> Here's a question for you. <laughs> I know. Actually, I, I saw my oldest last night, and you had mentioned this question. And so I asked her, I asked her if she would recommend this, and she just immediately said to me she said I wouldn't change a thing and that really kind of choked me up for a sec that was really sweet so I definitely think there's there's just things to learn from each other and from neighbors that you make the best of of the situation you have and I I do think it's been a very positive experience for my kids very good. Well, I've spoken to some of your children too, and they are wonderful and responsible adults. And it's exciting to see the success that they're having. So congratulations on that. And thank you for raising Thanks. great kids. <laughs> so, as you look back over the last 18 years, is there one moment that comes out that was life-changing or monumental in some way that you could share with others who are who are considering something like this. I know that's a big question because oh, that's a really big question. Years is a long time. But is there is there anything in particular that would give someone hope that's listening that might that might be considering doing something like this, but a little overwhelmed by the concept of it? This this was a life changing or anything, but this is just a simple moment that happened a couple of months ago. I was. I was in the kitchen and my son was sitting on the couch with his laptop and he was in a class connect and I could hear the teacher. And so I kind of walked over and was looking at the screen and, 
and my son had his earphones on and he wasn't aware of me at all, but I could hear, he must not have had his earphones on, sorry, but I could hear the teacher and it was so engaging and it was, it was just like this moment frozen time. And I thought, this is what parents want. They want their child to be engaged in learning and they're, they're in a safe environment. They're in a healthy environment. And that moment is, is frozen in my mind that this is education. It's education. It was obviously the best experience for him. And I, I loved that. We've had moments of just taking advantage of the simple things in life. I remember one day there was a snowstorm and where we live, the snow melts really fast. And I loved that the kids were home and I just immediately said, go outside, go play. And they could do that. And then when, you know, they'd been out there a little while and got cold, they could, they came back in and we just picked up right where we were on our schoolwork and kept going. (laughs) This is a funny this is completely different, but a funny lesson I learned. Lesson I learned. We were getting up at the crack of dawn, and it finally occurred to me. And so, with young kids, we were also getting done with school pretty early, and then we had that long rest of the day. And it finally occurred to me, we don't have to get up this early. <laughs> and so, I let the kids <laughs> sleep a little longer and. I don't know that. I mean, that made a difference for me. So just see how your family works and what works for your kids and your days and make adjustments as you go along. Well, you've offered some sound advice and some precious experiences. We appreciate it. Thank you for sharing with us your wisdom and experience. There's lots of decisions being made out there. And with all the things that have been going on in the world, many families are taking a look at online education. And we certainly hope they'll take a look at some of the schools that we offer with K-12. Thank you, Corey, for your time. I am most grateful. Any last parting comments? I just, I want to say that it works if you do your part and your student does their, I I can tell you that it works. I wish, I would have loved someone to tell me that back then when I put all my eggs in the the K-12 basket that it was going to work out. And I can tell you that it works and the education is excellent. And if we all do our part, it can happen. Beautiful. Well, thank you very much. You bet. Thank you. Thank you for listening to K-12 on Learning. To learn more about K-12's tuition-free public online schools, the Destinations Career Academies, or the international and private school options, go to k12.com. We invite you to subscribe so you can join us next time for K-12 on Learning.